Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today we're going to be talking about why is my cat always hungry? Welcome to the show, my handsome husband and co-host, Dewey Vaughn. Hello, my beautiful, beautiful love, and hello to all of the cat fans out there in the big cat world. I wondered this question, why am I always hungry? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I ask myself that a lot, too. (laughs) Why am I always hungry? And, you know, cats have relationship disorders to food just like people do. You know, some cats, they do. Some cats just simply don't have that ability to self-regulate their food intake. And, you know, and some cats just enjoy eating so much that they overeat all the time. They get obsessed with food, just like us, you know, when they're depressed stressed or bored you know that's i know for sure for me that's i get those are times when i eat and get obsessed with food is when i'm depressed or stressed or bored yeah you know that sounds a lot like people as you uh, you know you've you've said that often you know sometimes that we we do have similar maybe feelings or similar things going on the same as cats you know and just like people and cats kind of sometimes are, I mean, they act the same way, right? Do these things cause them to be overweight? Yeah, you know, over 50% of cats are overweight or obese. That's a lot. And that's not all just due to eating disorders. I mean, a lot of that is, you know, the types of food being too high in carbohydrates, you know, that, that contributes immensely to obesity. You know, and I was saying, I think in one of the other podcasts, that when you we go to people's houses and we see these heavy cats, I've started noticing, I know you've noticed a long time, but I've started noticing, oh, that's a heavy cat. They must keep the dry food out all the time. And sure enough, you go around the corner where the cat gets fed and there's a bowl of dry food. And then the person usually says, well, I feed them wet food too, you know, so that, but I always, he always looks hungry. So I leave out this dry food. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, I see that all the time. So I'm noticing it more often. In general, cats are stereotyped to be finicky eaters. So the this surprises me somewhat. I'm a little bit uh, perplexed in in how that could even happen. I mean, I could get the type of food, and they don't they don't do much during the day. They sleep. So if they eat bad foods for them, and they just go sleep, they could be just like us and gain weight. What are some signs that your cat is uh, obsessed with food? Well, it could be, you know, classic resource guarding or them being aggressive around the food bowl. You know, how you think of that more in dogs being food aggressive, but but cats can be food aggressive as well. Um, it's always important that you feed them apart anyway, you know, but other signs are 
that they're begging all the time, they're rubbing on you whenever you're in the feeding area or close to the food, or like in our case in the kitchen, and he always comes running and rubbing and head bunting and things like that. You know, maybe they're vocalizing a lot louder than normal. And, you know, another sign is they're over-interested in what you're eating. Or maybe they're on the counter, the kitchen counter, while you're trying to prepare meals. And, you know, just in general, pestering you, you know. And just, just kind of like bad behaviors, like like attention-seeking type behaviors at mealtime. You know, sometimes if I'm running a few minutes late with Pico's meal, he lets me know. He'll knock things off. He'll sit on my desk, like right in my face and paw at my mouth and stuff like that. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, he puts his little paw right on my lips and goes, mom, that's the mouth. That's where the food goes in. Do you get it? I need some food, please. Hungry. <laughs> I'm communicating with you. Right? That's the food hole. My food hole needs food. <laughs> You know, other than not being able to regulate intake, what are some of the other cases or causes of food obsession? Well, there are medical issues that can cause cats to be really obsessed with food. Um, so, you know, again, if if this is a change in your cat's behavior, get it to the vet right away and get, get some blood work done and rule out some of these things. If your cat has always been food obsessed, then, you know, this is Probably not, but there could be medical issues like, you know, like internal parasites will sometimes cause cats to just be really obsessed with food, diabetes, thyroid conditions, you know, they can really cause cats to just be ravenous. I mean, you remember when we were um, fostering Parker, the old guy that yeah, had thyroid yeah. issues, and that right. cat was skinny as a rail, and he could eat and eat and eat and eat, and he clearly never felt full and never put any weight on because he had a, a thyroid condition, and he just bugged me consistently for food. So yeah, and you know, and as you mentioned in the beginning, can a lack of nutrition cause a cat to be hungry at the time? Absolutely, it's just like. You know, if all we did was sit around and eat potato chips all the time and no really balanced meals, right. I mean, I'd be happy. I'd, I'd be <laughs> super happy. But eventually, I'm not going to feel well because my body will start craving the nutrients that it needs. You know, you start to feeling like I'm, I'm hungry because I'm not getting enough. Even though I just ate an entire bag of potato chips, I'm still hungry because I didn't get the nutrients that I need. And, um, and, and so, you know, things that are high in carbs like that, they don't actually fill you up. So you feel hungrier when all you're eating is carbs. And the same is true with cats. Like you mentioned, the dry food, leaving up. Dry food is typically almost all carbs. So if they're eating a bunch of carbs, you think, well, why is he hungry? He's got a bowl of food down there because it's not filling him up, right? So it's you know, not what Yeah. You know, can past traumas affect hunger levels though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, like street cats, cats that come off the street that have never had a reliable source of food, they can have real food insecurities. And, you know, cats like poor Blueberry. Blueberry was a rescue that I, I pulled out of the Dallas shelter. He had been shot with buckshot. 
and he had buckshot lodged in his spine. So one of his legs, it was causing nerve damage and one of his legs was, you know, kind of limp and he had buckshot all in the leg. So he wasn't using one of his rear legs and his other rear leg had really atrophied. And I mean, that cat is hungry all the time. And you can imagine living on the streets like that, what he had to go through to just get food. Right. You know, it, it's it, yeah, I, I can't even imagine. He went on to have, you know, one of his legs amputated. And then we worked really hard at physical therapy to build the muscles back up in the remaining rear legs. So he was fine and he's able to get around on his on his three legs to this day. And a, and a dear, dear, dear friend of ours adopted him. And to this day, he's obsessed with food. I mean, if you left dry food down for that cat, he would eat a 50 pound bag, you know, in one yeah. setting and he gets fat. He, he puts on a lot of weight. He's been obese and she's doing a much better job of, you know, controlling his portions and, and keeping it in meals. But you can see it in his eyes and you can just tell he's obsessed with food all the time because yeah. of that, you know, that trauma that he had living on the streets for so long being injured it was a was an old injury and um really really sad story but awesome cat one of the best cats in the world so yeah that's a, one of the softest yeah. cats i've ever seen he's just got such a big chunky face that he just he's a yeah. great looking cat i always say he looks like a baby seal because he's got a big round you know he was an unaltered yeah. male tomcat on the street and so he had big old chunky cheeks and they stayed, you know, even after he was neutered. So he's got this big round face and he's blue. He's like a Russian blue. So he's got this thick, short, dense coat. And because he's missing a back leg, his hind end gets real narrow, kind of like baby seals do. <laughs> and, so always, and he's so soft, like you imagine a little baby seal to be. He's, he's so cute. I love the blueberry. Yeah, he's a great cat. So what are some of the things cat moms and dads can do to help their cat become less obsessed with food? Is there a Weight Watchers for cats? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, before we talk about dealing with the attention-seeking behavior, it's really important that you make sure, like we were talking about, that you're feeding your cat only high-protein foods, Right. And, and that not only helps cats to feel full longer, but it, it's it's just going to keep them generally healthier overall. And add water to that wet food, too, because that extra water, you, they can never have too much hydration. And that will also help them to feel more full, you know, feed little snacks throughout the day. In fact, you know, do that in food puzzles because that's that's really good you know, activity for them throughout the day. They have to work for that little snack. And I think I mentioned in the previous episode, Vitacraft has just come on the market with this very cool treat puzzle. Comes with treats, by the way, a little bag of the meaty morsels, and you just kind of break them up, put them in there, and cats have to scoop them out. That will help also them, you know, to get between meals. But it's real important, too, that you pick up any uneaten food after about 30 minutes. You know, you don't want to encourage all day grazing with a cat. You want to feed frequent meals, right? You want to feed four to five times a day easily. And and that that causes the nutrients and the energy in the blood to remain stable 
for longer periods of time than if he ate a bunch at once. When they eat large portions, like only two times a day, or they're eating too many carbs, that'll cause blood sugar spikes, and they're not really able to process that. So if you're feeding them in small meals, then it just evens out that energy and nutrients for longer periods of time. Very important that you get set on a routine. You must feed them at the same time every day. You know, like we feed Pico about 7, 7.30. We feed him again about 1. We feed him again at 6. And then we feed him at 10.30. And then he's got a food timer that goes off in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. Then he gets a little bit of food in that as well. So he's eating throughout the day. And that keeps those nutrients consistent in his bloodstream. You also want to make sure you're feeding them in a safe, secure place, you know, which means, you know, away from loud noises and machines. You don't want to feed them, you know, next to when your washer dryer is running or your dishwasher or things like that. If that's during one of the feeding times, um, you know, you want to and, and certainly not a high traffic pathway. We found that out with Pico. I came out in the night and he was eating and I didn't see him and I stepped on his tail and then he's gotten real weird about eating in that pathway thinking someone's going to step on him. So we had to move his his eating place to somewhere way out of the way where there's not any foot traffic and he's much, much happier about eating there. And definitely, you know, away from other cats, if you've got multiple cats, then feed them apart so that they're not rushing and, you know, and inhaling their food thinking that that other cat is going to get it. So is is vomiting a sign of stress? Yeah, absolutely. If cats are feeling anxious or stressful, they can become ill after eating. They can also become, you know, ill after eating if they eat too fast, too much, or if they're eating something they might have a sensitivity to. Cats do have a gluten sensitivity. So if it's not a grain-free food and, you know, things like that, then that can also cause cause vomiting. If your cat's vomiting a lot after it eats and, you know, it's not just a one-time thing, definitely get to the vet and figure out what's going on. So are you saying we should just ignore the behavior if we're already feeding properly? Yeah, if you're getting that attention-seeking behavior and your cat seems obsessed with food and is always hungry and you are feeding the way that we just discussed high protein foods in four to five meals a day adding water not free feeding dry food using food puzzles and you still have this you know excessive meowing clawing at your legs you know biting at you and nipping at you and just generally annoying you then yes you need to ignore it you know, you need to be certain, like I said, that you're feeding the right cat food the right amount. That's very important. Make sure that your cat is getting enough food. If you want to know there is a formula, like a K-Cow formula, to figure out how many K-Cows you should be feeding your cat daily. If you want that, um, email me, and I'm happy to send it to you. Um, you definitely don't want to let your cat go hungry. Definitely not. You know, and another issue is boredom. You know, it, it's, it, you know, food puzzles. I cannot say enough about food puzzles. We leave them out for Pico all the time and put treats in them, right? So that he has something to do between meals if he gets bored. And we play games and we play, you know, hide and seek and we play 
pounce on each other games, hide behind the couch and jump out and go boo. And we pray play and treat toss. And, you know, we do a lot to keep him entertained when he's not sleeping so that he's not, you know, doing those things that, that are annoying. Um, but you know, if your cat, if you're doing all that stuff and the cat's getting plenty of mental stimulation like Pico is, then, you know, because mental stimulation, believe it or not, actually calms them down in most cases. So it, it doesn't dial them up. You might think, well, my cat's already, you know, crazy, frantic, pawing at me. Why would I want to, you know, jump up and, you know, wind them up with prey play? Well, it actually calms them down because it's, it's dispelling some of that energy. So, um, but if they are biting, clawing, being obnoxious, knocking stuff off your desk, sitting on your desk, putting his paw on your mouth hole, right? <laughs> then, yes, the best thing you can do is ignore it. So when Pico does that, I mean, I made the mistake of, of reinforcing that behavior and it wasn't a mistake. It was actually intentional. I thought it was kind of a cute trick that we could put on cue you know, like, I don't know. Anyway, I, I made a monster and I knew when I did it that he's going to be doing this anytime he's hungry and anytime he wants attention. And sure enough, he, he does. So if you've got annoying behaviors, ignore them, which could mean getting up and walking away. So when he does that to me and I'm, I'm not rewarding it and it's not time, then I get up and I just walk away and I completely ignore him. I turn my back to him. I walk out of the room and give him a few minutes to do something else. So absolutely. And ignoring means don't talk, don't make eye contact, just be very quiet, turn your back, walk away, get out of the cat's space, ignore what they're doing. We always say in cat behavior training that if you ignore the behaviors that you want to recede and you pay attention to the behaviors you want to see more of, and that works. So did we talk about all the ways that you reduce stress and anxiety and boredom? I don't know if we talked about them all. Oh my God, this would be a really long show if we did. <laughs> you know, we have, we have a lot of other podcasts about that. You know, uh, what makes your cat bored? You know, that kind of stuff. In fact, if you go to our website under the uh, Cat Talk Radio button, there's a drop down button button of podcast categories and there's a whole category of anxiety stress and boredom and tons of podcasts that address that there so you know you can definitely go there and look for those and you know just entertain your cat spend time with your cat reassure them that you love them and that food is going to be coming right at five o'clock no need to freak out right <laughs> and then give them things to do by themselves because of course you know we've all got to work and got stuff to do we can't do that all day long that's where the treat puzzles come in. We'll, we'll, we're probably featuring the treat puzzle. If you want a link to where you can buy Vitacraft's treat puzzle that comes with the treats in, in the package, just email me, molly at cattalkradio.com, and I'm happy to send you a link on where you can find those. Yes, and this has been an amazing show again, Molly. You always do a fantastic job, and, you know, that's it's a great thing to think about and, and – uh, Often, I'm sure there's a lot of people have that question, why is the cat always hungry? And I know. I'm, I'm feeling a little food obsessed myself at the moment. We've been at this all morning and haven't had anything to eat. And 
I'm getting hangry. Me too, my God. So let's wrap this up, man. <laughs> wrap this up. Let's go have lunch. <laughs> yeah, so let me just tell everyone out there real quick that if they have any questions for you uh, and or suggestions for a podcast idea, just reach out to you. Uh, they can reach you at molly at cattalkradio.com. And I'd also like to invite uh, everyone listening to help support the work we do. We provide this podcast and other resources for free. Molly works many behavior cases for free for low-income cat parents. Yes, and, you know, if you are not able to afford a cat consultation and you've gone through all of our podcasts and listened to them and are out of ideas of what to do to help your cat, please reach out to me and let me know what your circumstances are because Vitacraft has generously um, supporting one behavior case a month. So if you qualify for that grant, I'd love to love to help you out. And, you know, if you've gotten something from some of our podcasts, help, you know, send us a gratuity donation. We've made it real easy. Just go to the website at catbehaviorsolutions.org, find our behavior boutique, and down below all the products are donation amounts, and you just add them to your cart and check out with your credit card like you would in any normal store. And while you're at the store, look around in there and see if there's some nice treats or good toys or just fun stuff that you would like to have for your cat because there's lots of stuff on there and uh, this might help you get closer and um, it'll, it'll help in a lot of ways. Yeah, in, in fact, those food treat puzzles are on the store. So yeah, yeah, get one of those and then That's send us a tip too. <laughs> I would also like to uh, ask all of our listeners to uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram also, uh, because this is an all volunteer based podcast to help take care, better take care of you, your cat and increase the bond between the two of you. And we're going to keep doing this as long as shelter, shelter euthanasia is the number one cause of death, death in cats. Yep. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in today. We're going to go get lunch now. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. 